Welcome to Antelope Island State Park. I'm Kaylee, your podcast host. For this month's topic, we will be covering the history of Antelope Island and its neighboring islands, as well as answering some common questions that visitors have when they visit the Great Salt Lake. The Great Salt Lake has an average of 14 feet of depth and the deepest points have been measured at 34 feet. Along the causeway, the seven-mile road you will take to reach the island, the water on either side is around three to four feet deep. The lake water temperature is normally between 25 to 40 degrees Fahrenheit in the winter and 70 to 80 degrees Fahrenheit in the summer. The salinity of the Great Salt Lake varies by location due to the flow of fresh water. Farmington Bay is five to seven percent salinity the south arm is 11 to 14% salinity, and the north arm is 25 to 27% salinity. Because there is no outlet in the Great Salt Lake, water evaporates and the sediments and minerals are left behind. The average level of the Great Salt Lake is 4,200 feet above sea level. The lake is 75 miles north to south and 35 miles east to west covering 1,700 square miles. Brine shrimp, brine flies, algae, and bacteria are the only inhabitants of the lake. Antelope Island is the largest island in the Great Salt Lake. It is home to an abundant amount of wildlife and it is a great place for tourist recreation. Fremont Island, just north of Antelope Island, is around 3,000 acres and was named after John C. Fremont, who first mapped the topography of the Great Salt Lake and its islands. It was on a high peak of Fremont Island that John C. Fremont was able to draw a map of the lake. One of the most interesting tales of Fremont Island is the story of Jean Baptiste, a grave robber who was convicted and exiled to Fremont Island in 1862. Several weeks after Baptiste was exiled to the island, he disappeared and was never seen again. Today, Fremont Island is public land, but it is only accessible by foot or boat. Stansbury Island is the second largest island within the Great Salt Lake. It is 22,000 acres and partially open to the public. The island was named after Howard Stansbury, who led a government expedition to survey the Great Salt Lake in 1849. Hat or Bird Island is managed by the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources. It is a very small hat-shaped island with only 22 acres of land. All access to Hat Island is closed to the public as it is a protected bird rookery. Gunnison Island is also managed by the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources. The island is 163 acres and stands as one of the largest white pelican rookeries in the United States. Gunnison Island provides pelicans, as well as many other birds, with protection from predators, and no public access is allowed. Just north of Gunnison Island is Cub Island, a tiny, one-acre island. Public access on Cub Island is allowed, but it is very difficult to access. Dolphin Island, named after its shape, is 60 acres of mostly tufa which is a porous rock formed by precipitation. Dolphin Island is located in the north arm of the lake and it is accessible to the public from the west shore. 
There are several other islands in the Great Salt Lake. While some become peninsulas depending on the water level, not all of the islands are official and mostly serve as nesting areas for birds visiting the Great Salt Lake and are close to the public. Some of these islands include White Rock Island, Egg Island, and Badger Island. Before we get into the history of Antelope Island specifically, it is important to cover the prehistoric ancestor of the Great Salt Lake, Lake Bonneville. 18 million years ago, geological activity caused valleys and ranges to be created, forming the Great Basin area. Several lakes had formed in the area and 25,000 years ago they merged, forming what we know as historic Lake Bonneville. The lake is believed to have dried up and reformed several times and at its highest point, the historic lake was 1,200 feet deep and spanned 20,000 square miles. At this depth, only the tallest peaks of Antelope Island would be above water. At the time, Lake Bonneville was a freshwater lake, and it wasn't until much of the water was evaporated that the Great Salt Lake became the saline lake that it is today. The visitor center at Antelope Island has a great visual display showing the timeline of Lake Bonneville if you happen to make a trip out to the island. We know that Native Americans explored the island within the last thousand years, but the earliest recorded account of exploration of Antelope Island dates back to 1845 when John C. Fremont and Kit Carson first gave Antelope Island its name. The first permanent settler of Antelope Island was Fielding Gar. Antelope Island was originally used as a ranch location for cattle and sheep by Mormon pioneers. Fielding Gar was sent by the church to start a ranch operation. The Fieldingar Ranch was built in 1848 and is one of the oldest buildings on its original foundation in the state of Utah. Visiting the Fieldingar Ranch today, which can be found on the southern end of the island, is much like traveling back in time. In 1870, John Dooley purchased the island and established the Island Improvement Company. Dooley is also responsible for establishing the Antelope Island Bison Herd. On February 15, 1893, Dooley imported 12 bison to the island by boat. At this time, there were less than a thousand bison in North America. The number of bison had dropped dramatically due to hunting. Not only was bison hunting a popular sport among the wealthy, but at the time, European settlers were trying to gain control of the West and indigenous tribes in North America depended greatly on the bison, surviving on their meat and using their hides for homes. By the late 1800s, the bison were hunted nearly to extinction. Today, approximately 500,000 bison are in North America. Antelope Island is home to five to 700, depending on the time of year. The process of the entire island becoming a protected state park took many years. Originally, the state of Utah purchased the northern 2,000 acres of the island in 1969. At the time, it was known as Great Salt Lake State Park and was open for recreation, though the space available for tourism was limited. It wasn't until 1981 when the entirety of Antelope Island became a state park. The additional 26,000 acres of the island was purchased by the state of Utah at $4.5 million. The park was originally only accessible by the Southern Causeway, which was built in 1951 and it wasn't until 1969 that the construction of the causeway we use now to be finished. But the causeway hasn't always been accessible. Due to snow and rainfall, 
the rising lake level has resulted in the causeway flooding multiple times. The park was inaccessible by car during much of the 1980s. Large water pumps were introduced to pump water from the lake to the West Desert. The causeway was rebuilt in 1992 and the park reopened the following year. Today, Antelope Island is a common tourist location for locals or those visiting northern Utah. It is open to year-round recreation and is a great location for camping, hiking, wildlife viewing, and beach activities. The Fieldingar Ranch is now a demonstration ranch. Open to the public so visitors can see how the ranch and the island was once run. To access Antelope Island State Park, there is a $15 day-use fee per vehicle. The entrance gate is open from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. in the wintertime, and the buildings are open from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. If you are planning on visiting the island soon, it is important to remember not to visit the park when you are feeling sick. Make sure to practice social distancing, keep a safe distance from the wildlife, and pack out what you pack in. Check out our website for news and current conditions. You can find us at antelopeisland.utah.gov, on Facebook at Antelope Island SP, Instagram at Antelope Island State Park, Twitter at Antelope SP, and YouTube at Antelope Island State Park. Join us next time for further exploration of Antelope Island.